This is Tony. And this is Andy. And this is the internet. So we got we got a guest today, Mike Deer. Known him for years, and Hello. we're going to talk hockey. Why? Because I know that's something you enjoy, and that's something we enjoy, and that's something I hope our listeners enjoy. All five of them. All from Canada. All from Canada. Yes. Don't we have like a two percent from Sweden or something like that? Germany, yes. Or Germany. I speak no German, but hello. <laughs> I know. I took three years of French, and I know three words. So. Guten Tag. That means hello. Just recently, we got it was released NHL's playoff format. They split up the team, so there are the top seeds from each one of the conferences that get basically a bye week. They'll play each other for top seeding and all that kind of fun stuff. But they're basically the exempt golden boys of the, uh, the league at the moment. And then all of the rest of the peons get to fight to see who gets into the actual tournament in a best of five as kind of like the playoff preseason games, which for the Penguins kind of fucking suck because I think they said something like, okay, so they're, they're matched up with Montreal. Prior to this, they had, what, a 92% chance of getting into the playoffs, and now it's dropped significantly because really all that's standing between the Penguins and a playoff berth now is Carey Price basically standing on his head and becoming a brick wall. But it helped out some of the teams that should not have been in the playoffs at all to actually have a chance. So, thoughts? I think it works out for the non-top four seeds because we get a round of, of action and they play so many games during the season and then they come into the playoffs and they're like, at that point, they're like a fine-tuned machine. And, you know, not having, like having this break for this long, I think that it might hurt those top four teams because they're not seeing any game action until, what, a week, two weeks after, like oh, everything no, they're starts. Each other. The, those top seeds, they get to play each other for the seeding. Oh, they're playing each other now? Yeah, they, it's like they just, they don't lose and get eliminated from the playoffs. They're guaranteed a next round berth, basically. I, th- I thought they were just getting... Well, I, I, mean, I could be wrong. This was kind of the interpretation that I had read after the fact. that The chart sh- shows them looking like they have a bye week. Um, I guess NFL does it that way. So I don't know if it's in the playoffs or what, but you know, the bye week where teams don't actually play and they just automatically get moved over to the next tier. But yeah, that, that's correct. But that's not what the NHL is doing. So the NFL has your top two seeds uh, don't play during wild card week, which is the, uh, where you have your lower seeds. You, so you have six teams basically that get in. So only four can play. So you have two that just chill and wait for the two winners. And this is the NFL. So the NHL version, I don't know how you do that with four teams. They're just going to do a little bracket game. So each team's going to play two games. I don't know how you compare playing two games to possibly five games. I think that would be an advantage for the teams that are in the round robin five game series because they get more hockey in. It'll be uh, knock more rust off. Definitely. Yeah. I didn't realize that the top four teams and were were actually playing. From what I've read, it they were just getting a buy. So that's okay. No, the top four teams in each in each conference they'll play each other once. So it's it's three games. So each of those teams will play three games. Okay. So then I guess it is fair then everyone's playing at least three games. Yeah, like you said, in an, in a regular season without pandemic lockdown going on, they are really at their peak, or they should be close to their peak performance. And everybody is amped up for the playoffs. You know, they're coming down the stretch, and they're either tanking hard for a lottery pick, or 
if they're playoff bubble teams, they're really, really trying their hardest and they're playing their best games. Having that come in uh, and, and as fans being able to watch what would amount to players who haven't played on ice against each other in a game that matters for three months, that's like watching the playoff, the, the four playoff games, or sorry, the four preseason games before a season actually starts, where you're seeing everybody in the farm system bounce off of each other, pucks are going all over the place, and you're really only there for the nachos and hot dogs. That's not well, playoff hockey. I think you're going to see a lot of trap. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, sit, sitting on the heels, let them young little kids run out, you know, one on threes and maybe they squeak one in, you know, and it's going to be like that, at least the first game. Dump and chase, hoping for those ugly goals, because I think there's, there's just not going to be a lot of polish on the play right now. Th- those, this first round robin set of games, knocking the rust off, that's going to be good. I don't think they're going to get back to playoff level performance after three to five games, no. but it'll better. It's, it's certainly a hell of a lot better than coming in cold. Well, you have to look at the other side of it too, though. I don't think that you're ever going to see that the, what we consider standard playoff hockey this year, because right. if any of these guys, and, and they're all going to try to get to that level quickly, obviously out on the ice, they're just going to get hurt. So mm-hmm. when you come out, when you come out cold, you can only ride so much Peloton at home. You know, that's not hockey shape, you know, or any sport for that matter. You're going to come out and there's just going to be a ton of injuries. Yeah. And we see injuries in any other given year, basically every game in the playoffs. You know, somebody goes down early, somebody comes back in. It's a mess of rotating lineups with hopefully one or two of them, like the HBK line that just sticks together, which, if my memory is serving correctly, was the result of an injury in the first place. I think they dropped Kessel down to that line. Uh, was it Malkin got injured or something during those uh, those playoffs? Or Malkin came back in? Or something happened with an injury. The HBK line came together because of the injury, and then they just demolished from the second they were on the ice. Injuries are a part of playoff hockey because, like you said, everybody is trying their hardest. It's going to be a slow ramp up. And oh, I think you're going to see the escalation. You know, you're saying one injury game. That that's probably a normal rate but i think we'll see more i'll be honest like i I have some misgivings around getting the players out on the ice seeing this the best of what they got the way to put this whole tournament together with what is available and the considerations given i'm excited just to see hockey again real live hockey (laughs) yes I get it. Like, if we're actually going back in history, it's probably a bad idea to have sporting events going on at all. Back in, I think it was 1918, 1919, obviously everybody's doing comparisons to the Spanish flu pandemic. They had hockey tournaments during that. Granted, they weren't as high profile as they are today, but players died because (laughs) they got sick with the Spanish flu. Could you imagine the fallout of this tournament goes on and then somehow in the third round a player gets critically ill and then passes well i mean you don't even have to take it that far it's going to happen like so these playoff things this is going to be great i suggest you tape every game because i don't even think we're going to make it through the first round before one player tests positive and they have to cancel it all over again it's going to happen just know it's going to happen so i don't think we're going to get to the stanley cup this year at all (laughs) So enjoy the one, two, three, four, maybe five games you get. I will. I'll be sitting here watching every single one of the games that gets advertised. I did that during the regular season and the playoffs anyway. 
my wife became a hockey widow as soon as the <laughs> hockey season started. From seven o'clock when the Eastern games started until uh, I wouldn't stay up until like 1.30 for the Western Conference games. But yeah, sometime around 11.30 or midnight, I'd close down the West Coast games. And in between there, I'd watch every single game that was on. And then you, know, you have the playoffs where every night for the first couple of rounds, there's something going East Coast, West Coast. You get to that point where it's every other day. And then, even then, I felt, okay, so hashtag first world problems. When you had to skip days and they only played every other day, I was going through hockey withdrawal already. <laughs> check your uh, check your dish network privilege at the door, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting NHL TV for the season just so I could watch every game. Well, I have I a question that, that brings up, did you get any money back? No, I didn't. I didn't get anything. Hmm. And I, I paid for the for the entire season. So, I, I mean, I was doing it month by month for the first part to just make sure it works for, for me. And it worked It worked great. So I ended up getting near the end of the season. They had it, you know, it's like 24 bucks for the remainder of the season in the playoffs. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do that. And then, like, I think like a week later, then the regular season was canceled so or postponed. <laughs> so it's like, well, great. And, yeah, I never got an email or anything back. But yeah, I was just curious. It, it makes sense they would keep the money. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Just give it. Give me free season next year. <laughs> Sorry for the sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, I think that's good. It, like it, it was a question we need to ask because I, I did hear a bunch of that. Like people were asking for refunds because the season was postponed, and they're, if they're not providing product, why would you pay for it? Yeah, I did get, uh, I finally got a refund for my ticket because we had one ticket left in our season ticket package and uh, we got refunded for it. So. Yeah, I see they, the players were calling the season ticket holders. Did you get a call from, from Sydney offering you your, your money back? No, I, I'm, I'm not the holder of the season tickets. Ah, okay, okay. At no point did we ever have Sidney Crosby or Brian Rust or Gensel. Nick, Nick Bugstad <laughs> crutches. Yeah, I know they used to they deliver every year too. I guess that won't be happening this fall. Yeah, they will. They'll be in masks and gloves. They'll be in hazmat suits. Yeah, knowing the guys, they probably will do that. The, you know, hockey players are too nice. They'll shoot the they'll they'll put it in a box that looks like a puck and then they'll shoot it from the street. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm, I'm that I'd love to see because I would love to see every like everybody on the top couple of lines just do a nice arcing slap right into the season ticket holder's hands. And then just pan over to Jack fucking Johnson, slapping that shit through somebody's <laughs> window. Driving bullets. <laughs> or, or they can just get, get, get the box to look like the Stanley Cup and then have the white gloves. And so, you know. I, you know, I don't know if you want those ticket prices going up that much, man. Right. They're going up again. <laughs> of course they are. It's bullshit. Dude, they're up against the cap. They're over it. They got to pay them players. And Not only that, man, but if they're going to open up the arenas in there without some kind of a vaccine or some way to eliminate this virus, they've got to do that social distancing stuff, which means you can't be packed in there in a sold out arena shoulder to shoulder with oh, yeah. 17,000 other people. That ain't yeah. happening. I mean, if you, we, we want to go that far in the future, we can. You know, th th this next season it's going to be no fans, you know, there, there is no cure, you know, so with yeah, it being an international sport, you've got to keep it no fans. I'm interested to see how, okay, so if they're playing and they're playing to no fans and we're watching this on TV, are they pumping in any atmosphere for the crowd? 
Because like I otherwise, okay, there's like TV breaks. You know, there's usually like music pumping, like the crowd getting all crazy or whatever. If it's just them playing, is it just gonna be silence? <laughs> no, nah, I think you they'll know? play music, but then I thought about it and I think they'll just have Doc Emmerich do every game and he'll just do his annoying thing really loud. So you can't hear the players, you know, telling each other to F off and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's gonna be so clearly you can you're gonna be able to hear everything the players say, which I think would be awesome. Yeah, but obviously, it'd be like when yeah. they're mic'd up at practice, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, it's. I really hope that they don't pull a Nashville and pipe in cheers because their fans are lame and don't cheer enough. Um, <laughs> Look, man, they already lost. Come on, <laughs> it's. There's nothing wrong with kicking them when they're down. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just throw more catfish or whatever. Right. Yeah. One of the things that will be very interesting to see with the new playoff format coming back is trying to remember who the fuck's on your team. Everything was shut down so quickly after the trade deadline. We got new players. Yeah, where's that, Connor Sherry play again? Right. <laughs> but what? Wait, Patrick Marlowe isn't in Teal? What the fuck happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's going to be interesting, especially because... Uh, watching other teams that I don't follow as closely, but still keep up on. Athanasiu, he's been in Detroit for how many years now? Well, he's not. And I had just read, oh, he's on a different team. That's right. When I hear his name on a different team, I won't be like, why the fuck is Detroit in the playoffs? Um, (laughs) It's going to be weird to catch up and try to remember all of that stuff because, you know, there's a period after the trade deadline every season where you get accustomed to players on different teams. And even on the Penguins, I have to go back and kind of reacquaint myself with the roster to say, oh, shit, that's right. We traded for this guy. Or, yeah, yeah. Connor Sheary is back. Oh, yeah, that Jason Zucker's pretty good. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it good we have him locked up for a couple of years? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm actually on Cap Friendly right now just to refresh my memory. And, and that was like the first one that came to mind. I was like, oh, yeah, we traded for Jason Zucker. I, was like, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I mean, he came in like a fucking wrecking ball, and he was really, really good. But in the grand scheme of things, he wasn't here all season. He wasn't here that long. So it's easy to forget that he's on the team. And he was done before the trade deadline. At the trade deadline, those people that, you know, I was sitting there refreshing, F5, trying to catch up with the latest trades that day. Now, I, I don't remember who got traded where and having to go back and look at that good thing. Like NHL.com still has that listing of the trades that happened that day. So I can go back and just kind of get a refresher at a glance before the playoffs actually start to realize who got shifted around. Yeah. Who went to the capitals? Who is the big name? Oh, the only way they can beat us. Yeah. They, they grabbed Ilya Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk. That's it. But like, is he even going to play? I mean, come on. It's kind of a ridiculous thing. I don't know what he's going to do there. Is he just an interpreter for all the other Russian players? I, I, I don't get it. Like they're, they're a good team already, clearly one year removed from, from finally winning a cup. Hurt Steven say it, but they did it. <laughs> what, do you need, what, do you need a, what do you need an old man for? You're saying your captain can't rally the troops, so you need an old guy to do it? I mean, what are you saying? Didn't we do that with Gary Roberts? And- Absolutely. <laughs> well, so to be fair – to be fair. Um, <laughs> to be fair. That, that little parade of veterans that we had at the time, bringing in Gary Roberts, Bill Guerin, there was a specific purpose to that. It was to educate Sidney Crosby on how to become a true captain and a true leader. 
prior to that, all of his crybaby uh, stuff, it made sense because he was coming in from juniors. He was thrown with unofficial leadership at first and then kind of the captaincy when he really wasn't ready for it. Yeah, and I sure, think sure. Where the caps it, don't have that. True. Yeah. The, the caps don't need that veteran leader uh, or an imported veteran leader because they've already got a leader who's pretty damn good. You know, mm-hmm. he's able to rally the troops. They've been a constant playoff presence for years and have been one of the better Penguin rivalries that we've seen because it was every second round. The Penguins just mashed them in the dirt until the one year they couldn't because that team was so good, they went on to win the Stanley Cup. It kills me to know that TJ Oshie's name is engraved on that cup. (laughs) Wilson. Wilson is the one that gets me. I, I have no problem with Tom Wilson's name being on the cup. I think he's a hell of a hockey player, and he's to me, he's just Claude Lemieux, you know, version whatever. He's that guy you you would love to have on your team, but you fucking hate him when you yeah. gotta play him. I just it, fucking hate him. <laughs> he can play. But he's a good hockey player, but yeah, his, his hitting style is pretty cheap. Uh, no doubt about it. He would have fit in the '90s perfectly. Oh, absolutely. That's one of the things with the absence of hockey. The Penguins organization has been playing a lot of the Stanley Cup games, I think we mentioned this back in the first episode, they've they've been playing a lot of the Stanley Cup 90s finals games. And watching that now with some hindsight, I mean, I've watched those games live. Watching them now and seeing the difference in just the hacking and slashing and grabbing, it's insane how different of a game it is. And not even just like the rule sets around, you know, the two-line pass and the cherry picking and, the, you know, the trapezoid and all the, the goalie shit that was going on around then. It's a very, very different game. And those kind of blindside crushing hits line up the player and ignore the puck kind of brutality. Yeah, Wilson would have fit in there really, really yeah. well. It's, it's like he took a time machine into the future because it's, it's, <laughs> it is... Honest to God, he looks like so many players from that, you know, late 80s through the, through the 90s. Yeah. I mean, it's just his, his play style is, is identical to so many of them. His size, you know, and all that stuff. And he, what he lacks is a little bit of speed, sure. But like, and that's why he doesn't, I want to say, doesn't fit in perfectly in today's game because today is all about speed, obviously. Yeah. You know, one Penguins team wins a cup with speed. Everybody goes speed. But, you know, I think it's going to move back toward that, uh, toward that bruiser mentality if the league lets it happen. Maybe a little bit. That's I, I, like, I like the speed, though. So anyway, you I, mentioned players that are on a team that you forgot about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, this, and we were talking about the old guys, so the, the Merlot thing. So how could I make fun of Kalpachuk going to the Caps when the Pens pick up Merlot? And I can tell you the difference there is that Crosby probably wanted them to pick up Merlot because they're, you know, they're good buddies, you know, win gold medals together and all that crap. And, you know, hey, i got to give my buddy one chance to win a cup. I, I think it's crazy. He doesn't fit in this team at all. As far as centers go – those young kids we got way better than picking up an old man. I, I just, I don't get it. It's like, we yeah. like being slower. Yeah. This seems very much like an, again, trade. How is he going to fit into the system? And then it doesn't matter. Put him out on the ice and misuse him somehow just so he's out there. Oh yeah. Which, just put, just throw him out with Crosby. Just throw him out there with Crosby. Crosby has a tendency to pick younger wingers that aren't set in their ways just yet. He basically molds them to his way of playing because he's so fucking good. He sees the ice play that game at a higher level than many of the defenders that are there, and he's able to thread that pass just where it needs to be. He has to train wingers or line mates 
to get to where he can pass them that puck. Somebody that's already there and has been working with other players and they're in their play style, he tends to butt heads against them or like their play styles just don't mesh. Right, right. Bringing somebody who is a veteran in there once Crosby has established himself as you know the premier superstar of the league, it's going to be rough. So where does Marlowe then fit? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I truly don't. It's just another possible center is how I look at them. Like you never have enough centers. That's the league motto right now. Yeah. So why not go grab a really old one? You know. But don't we always end up making one of our centers a left wing or right wing anyway? Well, you have to because yeah. we have we have like eight of them now. So I mean, yeah. you know, like let's just look. Let's just look at all the players that are actually listed as centers. You know, obviously Malkin Crosby. That's two. You got Bukestad, three. You got Evan Rodriguez who won't even see a jersey or a sweater, whatever. That's four. McCann's five. He was good on the fourth line as like he's a solid defensive forward. And it was I agree. Surprising. I agree, but you're not going to see him because you've got other guys coming back. Who's go? Who's who's dropping down so Gensel can step back in? Bukestad is nowhere near the lineup. In fact, he's out of the season guaranteed now. He just had a setback with surgery because mm. he is mm. the new Bo Bennett. They don't even have him listed as uh, LTIR, so no, they, I don't know. Yeah, they said uh, just a couple of days ago, put out a press release saying he had a set serious setback with surgery on his recovery. He's guaranteed out for this season. Oh, so, that's but, too bad. Well, the dude played, what, three games for us since he got traded to us? He's been a constant injury <laughs> gnome. Yeah, he's played, he's played 45 games so far. So like three. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, in, in last season, I don't think he missed any games. This season, different story. So far, so even when you take Bustead off that list, then they still have eight people listed as a positional center on their roster, on the active roster. That's removing Bustead. Bustead was nine. So that's like so, two full teams. No <laughs> <that was> shit. <laughs> you can, you know, if Bustead was healthy, all pens. three of our lines, all three offensive lines, could just be three centers each line. We would never have face-off problems again. No, <laughs> <laughs> and that's but not even including guys. Yeah, it's true. Someone would get hurt again. Well, I, I'm still a little bit worried about Matt Murray. Worry, concern, or outright indignation over Matt Murray? <laughs> Which is it? It's everything. I don't have the confidence in him. Well, I mean, you're seeing it in other teams. Like Holpe took that team to a cup, and then he's been awful. Last yeah. the last season and this season, he's been completely unreliable for the Caps. It's it's the same exact situation with Murray. Except he at least gave us two, you know, or was part of getting two. But uh, yeah, I don't know what you do when 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 goalies don't age well. I mean, not everybody can be Henrik Lundqvist. You know, you can't just be great forever. Yeah, I mean, you you guys know I am more than happy to shit on immediate bad plays that happen. And in our hockey thread, there have been a number of times where I've said like, "Good job, Murray," after he's let a goal in. But that that is commonplace for any kind of fiery passionate fan that the goalies are easy to blame when a goal goes in hang on hang on let me correct you real quick you said when he lets a goal in you will post on our our little our little hockey talk about it our text thread saying oh murray way to let one in the problem with it is that the truly disheartening part is he tried and it still went in like letting one in is when they just either don't see it or they don't really try it just goes in but he physically tries so hard and he still sucks so bad. <laughs> That's the truly disheartening part about Matt Murray. Yeah. Can you name one save that he made that just like was spectacular that 
Well, I would play. say I would say I would name two Matt Murray things that you just remember, like him being able to come in as a rookie like that in in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs and and basically stonewall. Sure, you I give him credit. Re- for you that. can't remember any amazing saves in two thousand and whatever or sixteen because 16. there wasn't anything amazing that he did other than he was a fucking kid. How do you step into the Stanley Cup playoffs as a kid and just do that? I mean, there's been a couple since, like St. Louis just did it with with you know Biggles Beer, whatever the hell his name is, it last happened. year, and you know and. So it's obviously (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know, teams west of the Mississippi don't care. So it's just one of those things where, yeah, they're out there, but it's really not common. But anyway, it's it's getting off the point. The point is memory sucks. What do we do? I I don't know. (laughs) Get Flurry back? No, no, no. (laughs) He is the prime candidate for another Barrasso. And by which I mean the Penguins right when Barrasso was going to retire they signed him for one day so that he would be able to retire as a penguin. I'm hoping that's what happens with Flurry. Flurry plays out his days over there in Vegas, otherwise known as Pittsburgh West, and then comes back, signs for one day with the Penguins, retires as a penguin. He was a significant portion of the Penguins imagery here. I mean, he was one of the big core of team of players that won he the He was team pre Crosby. He, right. he was he was who we actually built around. If you look at the order of drafts, yeah. So you know the reality is he was the team leader, so to speak, because he was the first big draft pick. And then they had a good number of low drafts right after that. You know, Malkin, Crosby, Stahl. There there were a yeah. good. And luckily, we didn't pull an Oilers and just you know pick terrible first rounders and then someday luck out. In like five years or so, we'll be down in the bottom of the barrel, right? You know, five years, my ass. <laughs> Probably two. Yeah, to be honest. Probably this two. Is, this is very much a enjoy it while it lasts kind of moment. I mean, we've been there before. We have all lived through and been fans of the Lemieux Yager years, and then we got to see the amazing shit show of Dick Tarnstrom and Rico Fata, <laughs> which led to the unbelievable tanking and consecutive first round, you know, low first round picks, Flurry, Crosby, Malkin, uh, Latang. Tanking comes with rewards. And that reward is the second coming. I would again point you to the Oilers and say, it's still a risky, risky proposition to rely on the lottery. True, but you have to have a good GM, and Chia is not a good GM. Fair enough. So Fair that's enough. why the Oilers got to where they are. True. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the next crop of people, I don't know if we're seeing history repeat itself, because to be honest, the, it didn't tank immediately. There were other problems with the Pens in those years, with their financial issues, and and we had folks like Kovalev, Nasland, uh, Yager. They kept at least a little bit of hope alive for a couple of years after the, the glory years. And then it just got really bad. I'm hoping we don't see that same kind of process with the younger guys that we have on the team now, like McCann and Gensel being the analogs to Nasland. They're good enough to helm a pretty good, probably playoff bubble team if Crosby and Malkin decide to retire, you know, that kind of thing. They're good enough yeah. to lead a team that sits there in the playoff contention race. Yeah, see, that's where I disagree with you. But time will tell. Uh, you know, I think 
I think, you know, Gensel's a great player, but I think he needs an amazing player to feed him that puck. And I don't think McCann's an amazing player that's going to feed Gensel to 30 goals a year. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I think McCann so far has shown bursts of brilliance and then just times of dead space where he hasn't shown up. But Gensel has shown he, he can play. He does do spectacularly well when he's paired up with Crosby as you or I would if we were paired up with Crosby. Or, or Malkin. He's, he's played great on Malkin's line too. So it, oh, mm-hmm. sure. the, the kid can play, but it seems that he needs that, that exceptional center to feed him the puck. And that's not an indictment on him. You still have to finish. And as yeah. we've seen with guys like Zucker, getting amazing passes from Crosby. If you don't finish, you're just the guy who missed the net. But look, I agree with you on that respect. All I'm saying is there are guys that are on this team making a million dollars a year who still miss those deflections, whereas Gensel doesn't. So I give him all that credit. He is a finisher, but he's not a setup guy. He's your nicer, friendlier version of uh, Neil. So, oh. you know, Neil was an amazing, is an amazing finisher but he's a huge dick. Like at least, <laughs> at least Gensel's not a huge dick. So anyone have any predictions on Well, I know that you said we're not going to get a finish to the finals or anything this year, but if, if we do hypothetically, any ideas like who would finish with the cup? Yeah, I'll start if you guys don't mind. I mean, I'll just jump right into it. I'll go with the easy answer. Uh, Boston <laughs> has two amazing goalies. Uh, that, that's a cup winning combination. When you have two guys that are brick walls, I don't know how you lose. I really don't. And a dude who runs out and licks people, that I guess that helps. I don't know. But the <laughs> goalie thing, <laughs> the rat. Yes, the, like you have two goalies in Halak and, and uh, Rask. So as long as Rask is healthy, which I wouldn't see why he wouldn't be after such a huge break, you're going to have two amazing goalies. I, I don't see how you lose. So that's my easy answer. It makes sense. I just don't want Boston to win anything. They can suck it. Yeah, nobody wants them to win. I don't even think people in Boston want them to win, really. I don't know. I'm looking at the combinations and everything. I mean, yeah, I want the Pens to win, obviously. They're just I not think- there. <laughs> it's fine, though. It's fine, right? Like, you can't win every damn year. It'd be nice. I, I think if Gensel's back, we have an, a great chance. But it's just, at this point, there's no down the stretch. You're getting in the zone and everything. It's just, this is like like the Olympics. So it's just like you have these teams, okay, now we're going to play for a gold medal. Sure, and I, and I would argue, you know, for the Penguins that age, their their relatively high age, average age is is going to help them just through mm-hmm. the vast experience at that point. So they they should be able to jump in and play better than the next team just because their average age is over twenty eight. But you think they beat the Canadians? I think I mean it's Canada, and Canada <laughs> doesn't know how to win the Stanley Cups. So yeah, I think they beat the Canadians. Although I mean, well, Price hasn't really been good this year. Yeah, I mean, you ask a Canadiens fan how good Carey Price is right now, and, and, and they'll tell you he's just been a disappointment. So, mm-hmm. you know, if is Carey Price going to stand on his head? Of course he is because the Penguins are playing him. But that doesn't mean they're going to lose to him. So, okay, well, if your top in the East is Boston, who's in the West? There's teams in the West? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rumor. Yeah, sometimes they win a cup somehow. I'm okay <laughs> with them winning last year. Because, yes. <laughs> I Thank mean, you, out, of, out of the West, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd probably just go with the hot hand, and it's either going to be St. Louis again, or and I hate picking a double up because it's just not possible unless you're the Penguins. So <laughs> let's go with the Avalanche. 
I'd be okay with the Avalanche. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one. That's definitely a real. Str- I mean, again, we're talking about all these teams that to take three month breaks, so they all kind of suck again. But if the playoffs start right when the season suspended, I, I would have went with Colorado for sure out of the West. Although I'd like to see Flurry win a cup with Vegas, just because. Yeah, I'd love it too, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, Vegas. They had a really, really good story <laughs> for their inaugural season, but I, I don't know how repeatable that is. And I, yeah, I don't see St. Louis doing it again. With Bigglesworth? Yeah, I, I don't know if Bigglesworth has it in him. <laughs> I do like McKinnon and crew over there in Colorado. I'll be honest, I've been a fan of Colorado as kind of like a dark horse going back to the Claude Lemieux, Adam Foote, Joe Sackick days. Seeing them back there as a Western powerhouse is pretty nice to see. And those are one of the West Coast games that I always make sure to watch because I like that rivalry between, as athletes, not between the teams, the rivalry between McKinnon and Crosby and how dedicated they are to the sport and how into it and cerebral they can get. It's a fun team to watch too. Anyway, we never heard Andy's prediction for Stanley Cup winner. Honestly... It's been so long. I think it's really, uh, at this point, I mean, I want the Pens to win, but I think it's a free-for-all. It's like whoever gets hot at this point, because everyone should be semi-healthy or completely healthy at this point. And it's just whoever comes out of the gate first and just, yeah. So I I don't really know. I I, I really... I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call you out on this as being a fucking cop-out answer. This was like the, I don't really care who wins just as long as everybody has fun kind of answer. Pick a fucking team. Um, <laughs> go with Tampa, man. Fuck Tampa. <laughs> Fuck them. I don't want any of the top four teams in, in the East to win because Boston can suck it. Tampa, Capitals, and Philly can all suck it. The West, I mean... I'm okay if St. Louis, if the Avalanche, Vegas, or Dallas wins. I'm okay with any of that. So it's either the Pens or somebody in the West, and I'll go with Colorado because why not? Because I like them. So who's, who do they beat then in the finals from the East? I mean, unfortunately. The Pens? No. Unfortunately, I mean, I could see it beating Boston. Hey, look on the bright side. We might be able to get yet another Marchand crying gif out of this. This is true. This is true. That made my entire summer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like whenever I was feeling down, just turned on that gif. Yep, I feel good again. Well, the odds of getting back there after just having been to the finals are so damn slim. Like that's something the Penguins did, you know, three times now, which is rather remarkable considering just the last two times. Yeah. So I, I would just go, I would bet on the odds. If I were a betting man, I would bet against Boston even making the finals, even though I just picked them earlier. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Canes, maybe the Canes go all the way. <laughs> I'm wondering if they can even get out this round Robin thing. They put, that's a tough pool. The Rangers are a tough pool, man. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they, they really fucking trounced them all season when they played. Yeah, I don't think the the Canes beat them once. It was like but, nineteen the ninth uh, scoring what nineteen to like five or something like that goals. I'll, I'll pull it up. Hang on, goals for seventeen goals against 17. nine against. So they almost right. doubled doubled up production. But yeah, I I mean the Rangers. That's I mean I'll be honest with you. I hate the Rangers, but I would I would love to see them win this year just to get Lung, uh, Lungfist a stupid cup. No, nope, he doesn't. I don't hear want about that. it. 
Oh, you don't uh, want him to, man. That's so wrong. No. He's a good dude. I'm sure he is. And all my friends who are Ranger fans, you know, we, we give each other shit all the time about that stuff. But I, I don't want I don't want him winning. No. I don't actually know any Rangers fans, so <laughs> I wish I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no, just I know love my friends Caps fans, them. that's all. So no. believe me, I, I get it on the other end. Caps fans. I, I, I say that somewhat with quotes around air quotes around it because like you know i lived there for 15 years and i i only knew like two caps fans you know then they get good they get good and all of a sudden every son of a bitch who lives around dc is a caps fan it's like okay yeah sure either a caps fan a flyers fan or penguins fan when you're in dc it's funny when the penguins play the caps there and the penguins win and they you know all the fans go to the game go over to the library steps like that's fun and all but I'll be honest, man, that's, again, quoting the Caps fans because they didn't exist 10 years ago. It's just they get so bitter about it. It's like, dude, just like, get over it. Win, win a fucking game. Go do the same thing in Pittsburgh. We don't block ticket sales. You know, they still do that down there. They do it in Columbus. You know, they block zip co- or, yeah, the, the zips or whatever to come up when you try to order online. If you're not using a VPN, you're not going to get tickets. It's kind of ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, Columbus did it. I think Tampa did it for a while as well. Panthers, Florida Panthers don't do it. They want everybody to come from wherever because they need they, the dues. <laughs> yeah. Right. They don't know they what a sold money. out uh, arena looks like. So yeah. they're like, yeah, sure, come. We don't care where you're from. In fact, the one Penguins game that I went to here, as the third period was progressing, the let's go Pens was louder by far than any cheer that the home team had. Yeah, it was it was fun to go there in my Chris Kunitz jersey and sit there with a significant number of other snowbirds and Pittsburgh transplants and watch the Pens play the Panthers and then come back there a couple of, of weeks later and watch them uh, watch the home team demolish the Flyers. I got to go there and enjoy both games, both as kind of like a visitor and then cheering for the home team as well. And I picked up a Trocheck shirt and then it gets traded. <laughs> it's a classic that's like that runs in your family because like your sister i remember we we did a jersey order one time and then she bought a a, um luongo canucks jersey and then he gets traded like immediately to the panthers again right he got traded before she got the jersey so she was super pissed about that she did um yeah that was a long running joke uh, she got a Peter Nedved jersey, and then he got traded away. And then she got a Yarko Rutu jersey, and then he got <laughs> traded away. Like, it's just every jersey that she picks up, within <laughs> one year, the guy gets traded. I think she she initially was just going to get it plain. No number, no name, just a Canucks jersey. Yeah. And then I believe her now husband told her, no, no, go ahead and, and get a name on it. What's the worst that can happen? Because anytime you say, what's the worst that can happen – the, the worst, worst is going to happen. And she picked Luongo. And yeah, by the time the jersey was shipped to her, <laughs> he was no longer on the team. It's so brilliant. Did yeah. she wear a Van Halen shirt growing up by chance? <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she wore that with pride. And then days later, Van Hagar happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like some of the music from that, so I can't hate it. Or well, maybe maybe you can worse. get her to buy a Nickelback shirt. <laughs> I remember when my mom asked me what's wrong with Nickelback. I told her words words can't explain. <laughs> the fact that you even asked that and know anything about them explains everything you should need to know. Right. <laughs> hey, now, hey, when they first, before they were even popular here, I remember I was, 
out of town for work and I was in, I believe I was in Alabama and I went to the mall there and went to the record store and they were playing them and I never heard them before. And I was like, oh, this is cool, you know? And I liked a couple of the songs that weren't released because I actually bought the album. And I think it was like six, eight months before we even heard it here in Pittsburgh. And it's like, yeah, I liked it. And then like they got popular and then they started releasing more albums and it's like every song sounds the same. And I just uh, yeah. want to be clear on this story. Did you just hipsterize yes, I did. by saying you knew of them before they were popular and you liked them then and now you don't? You just yes. hipsterized Nickelback. Okay. You need to start shaving again. <laughs> that hipster beard is playing tricks on you, bro. No. It's mm. it's I look ridiculous without You look Canadian. No. You look Canadian now. No. No, just call him Rafi. <laughs> Rafi. Yeah. <laughs> You look like Jason Mantzoukas now. Yeah, I can live with that. <laughs> Adrian Pimento. So what, else, what other hockey things you guys want to talk about? You want to talk about how it's ridiculous that, uh, that there's a team that's at 500 that is in a playoff situation? That's my only gripe, really, is that uh, teams that are basically 500 teams are in now in the playoffs, which is you're approaching baseball territory with stupidness there. Well, I mean, yeah. are, they, are they really counting the round robin stuff as? It's a best of five. It's a playoff. Oh, so it is considered playoff there's, games. There's no other way to. There's no other way to call it. They call it a qualifying round and a seeding round. That's what they call this first round, the round, the round robin, right? Yeah. So, in, in all reality, it's a playoff because you are playing, and if you lose, you are off. It's a playoff, no matter how you look at it. Asterisk territory. Yeah, the yeah. thing is, it depends when the cup. Like, we're not putting no asterisks on it. <laughs> Look, and, and they didn't put it on uh, Boston the year they won either on the shortened season, and they probably should have, you know. So, like, they, they won't because to the league, that's just a stupid thing to do. They don't ever want to mar a winner, you know, and I, I don't yeah. blame them for that. But, I, I yeah. mean, I'll be honest, if, if a Canadian team wins, there should be a star just because they're Canadian. <laughs> this is their sport, man, and they don't win at it. I don't know how Canadians go to bed at night. What the hell's going on out there? Did Andy just have like a marching band go by? I think so. Or one of those clown machines that make the carnival music. They, they've opened up the Allegheny <laughs> County Fair in Andy's living room. Uh, that was pretty funny. What um, was that? Apparently, um, my Alexa went off. Stop listening. And um, it was playing music. And uh, it's just... It does that every once in a while. And I think it's my brother-in-law playing jokes on me because he's like connected to, to it when he stays here, when I <laughs> go out of town. So like every ran, like every once in a while, a random like song will come on and it will play it in the entire house because I have it wired. So like I have an echo in every, stop listening, in every, in every room, basically. When I, whenever we play D&D, I like to have music playing. So I'll have like medieval, you know, stuff going on, music going on in the background while we're playing. And now that everyone is remote, I don't really do that. But, but anyway, I have it wired so you can listen to music in every room. Uh, yeah, it started playing and that was interesting. Anyway, where were we? About how Canadian teams can't win at hockey. Well, I think it's not, well, I mean, it has to be not the player's fault altogether it has to be management not being able to put together a team that can win i mean come on though the amount of money the amount of lottery picks uh, ottawa did a pretty good job the other year they just happened to run into a juggernaut you know and, 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 and that was a damn good team Chris you know 
Kunitz with the overtime soul breaker. But yeah, I mean, it, it happens. And then even a few years back from there, Vancouver just losing the cup. I mean, they had riots for God's sake, and I don't blame those people. But I was know. bummed when they lost. I wanted Vancouver to win when Pavel Bure was on the team. He was one of my favorite players. Fucking Rangers, piece of shit, motherfuckers. I'm not angry still. They deserve that. They deserved that piece of shit title for like generations. Yes, they did. Yeah, but the problem is, look who they won with. They won with going out and getting a bunch of good players from Canadian teams. Yeah. <laughs> so. But the Penguins did that too, so I really can't, you know, complain. Well, I mean, if 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 we do look at the breakdown of the last 10, 15 teams that won the Stanley Cup, how many, what's the percentage of Canadians on the team and coaching as well? Well, the Penguins destroyed that number then because we have, you know, our Cup teams have had tons of Canadians on them. We had Russians too. A Russian. A Russian. I guess in well, two thousand nine no, we, we had, had two Shore. Russians. That was yeah, we had two in two thousand and nine. And Gonchar is still coaching, right, with us. Yeah. So, oh. are yeah, we counting? Are we counting the coaches in there on the nationality? The Penguins yeah, are, favorite, I am. are famous for having Gonchar's home for wayward defensemen and like turning them around from garbage to actually being worth money. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't turned Jack Johnson. Well, yes, he okay. has. There, yes, he, he has. He has. No. From the first year that he was here, where he was absolute rancid trash. And now he could be serviceable on some team, uh, just not the Penguins. Case in point, look at Justin Schultz. I like Justin Schultz. Yeah. I well, like Zumelin. Look at all these great players that were first-round picks from some other team that were traded to us for peanuts, and now they're first-class defensemen. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been so successful recently. We did kind of dump good Branson. We, <laughs> that was we, garbage. We yeah. I was so him. excited when they got him, too. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, because I, I was expecting another Justin Schultz out of it. Because I'm like, okay, the Oilers didn't like him, which means he'll be great here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it just didn't work out. No, that that entire trade tree was basically up until very, very recently horseshit. Well, that's the thing is, there's chemistry you got to have. Yeah, damn, I start looking at this roster, the St. Louis roster, and there's Penguins on that team too. Good God, Robert Bertuzzo's on that team. Mm-hmm. Oscar Sundfist, who I hated the Penguins for trading, is on that team. And then Jordan Bibble, Bibblesworth or Bigglesworth, whatever his name is, not a penguin. <laughs> Bennington? Bennington. 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 Yeah. I like Bigglesworth though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I mean, they have two goalies making over four million dollars, and they still field a team. Like, I just don't know how they do it. What are we ending on? Because <laughs> we just we just fucking bullshit for like two hours. That's pretty and much now the same as everything it is else. Over. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just like, oh, all right, we just chose a time to stop. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Well, I guess this is it for this week. Uh, I would like to thank our guest, Mike, for giving his knowledge in all things sports. No problem. I appreciate it. And everyone, please remember PK Subban is completely overrated. All right. Call this one done. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye. <laughs>